It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time, we uh, looked at the second Spongebob movie, Sponge Out of Water. So we've now covered both Spongebob movies in the last two months or so, and we will be covering the third if we're still around in 2019, which uh, looks like we will be if we're stuck here. <laughs> You're not getting rid of us so easy, you guys. All right. <laughs> We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking you guys which of those two Spongebob movies you preferred. The original one won out with 93% of the vote versus only 7% for Sponge Out of Water. It just clobbered them. But the what I always think of with these runaway polls, I always compare them to our biggest blowout yet that I can remember. Rugrats versus All Grown Up in Nick Madness, which was 95 to 5% with a large sample size. So people prefer Rugrats to All Grown Up even more than they prefer the original Spongebob movie to Sponge Out of Water, which I think tells us a lot about all four of these things. Yes, and to be fair, I, I mean... This is basically what we were saying for half of our review, if not more, of Sponge Out of Water was, this movie's okay, you know, it does mm -hmm. some things right, but the original killed it. They, yeah. It's just so good. Like, it's it's not even fair to, to pit them against each other. And I, you know, I, I was a little bit curious because I know that, um, you know, like I said, I was young, like, this movie was out in theaters when I was a kid, the original, and it was there was so much hype around it that it felt like such a huge deal. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe other people don't have as much of a fond memory of it as I did, but it looks like we weren't wrong. Yeah. That movie wasn't, was a cultural event and it lived up to it. All right. Well, this week we've got more Halloween episodes. We did this last year and had a great time and we realized there is such a wealth of Halloween episodes for Nicktoons. So we've got three more for you. One of them is more just sort of in the general spooky genre uh, not so much Halloween, but I think it, it fits the bill. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. Our first Halloween-themed episode of this year is from Rugrats. It's called Curse of the Werewolf. Werewolf? <laughs> is they going for, like, a dog noise? Werewolf? Are they just saying it? I guess they're just saying it wrong. Uh, it's season eight, episode three, and this one originally aired on August 15th, 2000. And in this one, Angelica tells the babies that they will actually become their Halloween costumes at Halloween's end. Actually, well, she tells them that they are their Halloween costumes, right? Yeah, and that they'll stay that yes. way. Yes, so they'll, they'll permanently become. Yeah, the wording is kind of trash there, isn't yes, it? Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only way for them to revert back to being babies is to give her all of their candy because she's a princess and apparently princesses can do that. Clearly, and this show has a long-running thing with princesses, especially with Chucky. Oh, yeah. So, my first thought after reading the air date, which I didn't realize, was that uh, this was in the year 2000, Rugrats started in 91, so obviously a lot of time has passed, but I thought that the animation looked so good compared to the, like, 
what looks like sort of like crayon drawings, which I know is part of the style early on. And it was still only 2000, which surprised me because it looked pretty crisp uh, compared to the earlier stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously it's a while out and the show's made it eight seasons, so I'm sure budget grew compared to the very beginning as well. But yeah, things animation world definitely picked up a lot. And we get the we get the theme song with the two diapers falling instead of the one. It's a classic moment. Um, got Kimmy, the whole <laughs> gang up in here, so. Oh yeah, gotta love, gotta love Kimmy. Absolutely. And and what's interesting is this truly was the Rugrats that we grew up with. Like, yeah, we'd see reruns of the older episodes, but like 2000, this was peak time when I would have been watching it, you know, like six or seven years old. Maybe we were slightly too young, but it's, uh, it was interesting because we haven't covered Rugrats that this late in its run ever before. So that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know... Um, this one, this one I think is, it's a lot of fun. And it, it does, one of these things that does not get old to me and you'd think it would is just them pronouncing words stupidly. Like, it's <laughs> Halloween. It's, yeah. you're a were, werewolf, whatever, whatever it is. But just. Yeah. Well, it cracks both of us up with this show and with Angry Beavers. Yes. It's, it's but obviously very different aesthetics. 100% of the time. And like, it, it shouldn't. Like at some point, right, I should be like, okay, I get it. They're babies. They're pronouncing things dumb. Good one. Good one. It's an easy mm-hmm, joke, mm-hmm. but it, it just works. It always does. <laughs> Right. And we have a good dichotomy between the parents and babies, as usual. That's Rugrats' greatest strength. But, you know, the adults are kind of in their own... Like, because Halloween becomes such a different thing when you're a young adult. It becomes, you know, just about drinking and partying. And when you're an adult, it beca- like with a family, if you choose to do that, it becomes about all about your kids. Um, but the Rugrats parents being the classic Rugrats parents that they are, they are very neglectful in this episode and the babies kind of have free reign. Yes. Yes. And I mean, that's, that's always the parenting side. I love also just throwing out how into Halloween Stu is. Oh, it's great. And it's no surprise. Of course he is. Yes. And how Dee 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 is. She like, carves this happy little smile into her jack-o'-lantern is like i don't want to scare the kids and oh it's 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 good stuff absolutely and i just have to say phil and lil as bats so good one of the cutest things we've seen in any of these shows they're so great phil and lil are probably my favorite part of rugrats and i i love that like yeah they've got some gross moments but I know we kind of talked about this with uh, Rugrats in Paris, that they were kind of overkilling it on the gross stuff. But I really felt like they, uh, in the show itself, they usually keep it at a good level where they're mostly just ridiculous and lovable. Yes, and they're they're both so distinct, even though they're twins, you know, like... Lil, Lil kind of just wants things to be nice and lovely and a little weird, and Phil just wants everything to be gross. <laughs> yes. But, you know, so... Oh, and Chucky had this line that broke my heart. Fifi, uh, Kira and Kimmy's dog, is dressed up as... Oh, I don't... Do you remember what it was? No, I don't. And Chucky says, even Fifi is going to turn into something I don't want her to oh. be. 
Oh, it's just such a sad line. And yeah, the kind of crux of this episode from Chucky's perspective is he's scared and confused why everybody is dressing up like something they aren't. And he's kind of afraid, not only because of Angelica, he's just afraid of everyone being different and all these changes. Well, and too, because some of them are dressing up as scary things, right? Not terrifying, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Halloween's got the spooks and... Chucky's a very scarable child, so it's not surprising that he's a little <laughs> uncomfortable with it all. That is very, very fair. It also cracks me up. I never really thought about it till this episode. Angelica calling Chucky Finster all the yes. time. It's just so formal and over the top. Like, listen, Finster. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, it, other than that, I feel like it's a pretty, it's a pretty typical sort of... Uh, Rugrats episode going down yes. here. Tommy Tommy as a vampire is also freaking adorable. Yes. Honestly, just all of the costumes are great. A. Yes. Um, I love exactly. I just I love honestly anytime that our normal characters are dressed up in new costumes. I don't know yeah. why, but it's just yeah, it's always fun. That's what I love about Mario Party too, yes. and part of why it's my favorite Mario Party. Why did it never because happen they... again? I know, it's so cute. I can still remember the... Oh, wait, no, I can't. I was thinking of uh, the Battle Time music. da 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 bum bum Remember that? <laughs> uh, side note, side note. Um, Mario Odyssey. High, out. high on the outfits. There's yeah. lots of them. It's also out while you listen to this. We're recording just before, but... This is true. I'm so pumped. But they, you can, you can get costumes in all of the places. That's... Oh... I'm so excited about that. I, that makes sense. I just didn't know. I just exactly I'm just that. letting you know. You have to like you have to buy them with coins or some special coins or something. I don't remember how it goes, but jump up in the air. Jump up, don't be scared. <laughs> it's my jam. Okay. My hat is my hat is off to you, listeners. Hey guys, remember that time that we didn't get off on a Nintendo tangent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been happening more and more lately, but also it's a great time to be a Nintendo fan. Yeah, and I think and... the nostalgia brings us there too. There's Oh, for sure. There's only so sure. much we can do to help it, you know. And of course, you know, some of the greatest games in Nintendo history were from Nickelodeon inspired media, <laughs> like uh terrible racing games that I can't name, the Rugrats in Paris game, uh others, I'm sure. I'm sure there are <laughs> several different not particularly memorable episodes or me- episodes, video games that yeah. will be played by nobody ever again, but are classics in our hearts, you know? You know. Yeah, that, well, in our trivia, at least. Uh, um, but getting, also, getting back our, our to... our friend Eric Casimiro. Eric Casimiro worked on this episode, who we interviewed for uh, We're In Between. So that's that's fun. I also do want to throw out... Um, this is getting back to the plot of it, but Angelica's dad actually does, at least for a decent while, they, they, uh, I can't remember, they're like, if you steal another piece of candy, you can't go trick-or-treating. And then Mm -hmm. she does, and they're like, that's it, you can't go. And she ends up sneaking off on her own, but I don't, I don't think they actually give her permission to at all. Like, I was expecting him to immediately break. Yeah, I did too, and that seems to be the way things go, but uh, Angelica was being, like, such uh, uh, she was throwing such a tantrum 
that it seemed fitting for sure. And they, they give her an incentive to earn it back, which uh, anyone who's taken an education class knows that that many kids respond very well to that sort of uh, quote-unquote punishment, you know? It's like you're not actively doing a bad thing. It's like you're theoretically taking away a good thing that exists at the end of the road as long as they're good. So some decent parenting by them for the first time. I also really, I don't know why this episode did it for me, but I just realized that if there were ever a live-action Rugrats, Portia de Rossi would be a perfect Charlotte Pickles. Like, she looks just like her. It's crazy. She does. I and I could totally see it. Um not really hoping they make a live action one after yeah. the uh, no, last live action never, thing that, that has happened. That should never happen with like crappy baby CGI. Oh man. Have we agreed that we're never watching those? Watching what? The um Oh, the Sorry, you said crappy ones? baby CGI. I thought you were like literally pointing it about poof. Oh, is there baby? Is there poof oh. in the live? Oh, actions? there is. Oh, I had no. I'm idea. pretty sure on that one. I watched part Jeez. of it once. It's not good. Horrible. So I thought you were like making a comment as to how it would, no, it would have so that just specific. as Rugrats did. I I don't know why my brain did that, but <laughs> anyways, we are yeah. we are on track to only talk we about are. this episode, guys. I mean, this was a cute episode. It's not like a favorite favorite of mine, but I, I enjoyed it. It's a cute holiday. You know, the Rugrats holiday episodes are all pretty great and legendary. Yeah. And we do have a cute moment, too, where um, Chucky, you know, he stands up for himself and he's brave and it's, you know, you're rooting for him. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing life-changing about this episode. It's not one of my absolute favorites. The plot doesn't really stick with me in any way, but it is a solid Halloween movie, and it put me in a solid Halloween mood, so uh, no complaints on my end. For sure, and Chucky gets a ton of candy oh, at yeah. the end. So just straight up this one this one house just, like, drops the entire bowl up in his bag, and I was getting a little jealous. I do I do want to quickly say I kind of miss trick-or-treating. Like, I, I, won't, I do wouldn't too. do it, but, like, man, what a concept. No. Free candy for days. I know, just the whole, like, you forget about it, you know, especially if you're not, well, like, you still being at, at a house house, I'll bet that'll be weird. Yeah, I don't know, do like, I, do I pass out candy? I don't. Right, right. I don't know, I'm, I, I'm an adult now. But yeah, I, I do feel like it's, it's weird now to be, like, me and my family members growing up now, we're, we're on the flip side of the trick-or-treating, but, you know, gotta, gotta grow up sometime. That's true. Isn't that why we do this, though? Aren't we kind of staving that can off? Can I trick-or-treat at your house specifically, Casey? Would you Would you give me candy? If you can speak Spanish. I mean, <laughs> Oh, yeah. like just at mine. I thought you meant like in my building. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just, just your apartment, specifically. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Fly on in, in costume. That would actually be really cute. That'd be pretty, pretty great, eh? Would be worth it. For the Some one piece of candy, needs to snatch you know, up that idea. If I do that, I better get you. Better king size me. I swear. We could call it Halloween, like Valentine's Day. You know? What? Isn't there a rom com called Valentine's Day? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I like, get what you're talking about. Like Valentine's Day. There's also like a New Year's Eve one or something. Right. It's terrible. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, now that we've discussed <laughs> everything on planet Earth, <laughs> let's move on to our second episode. <laughs> Uh, 
Our second episode is from Rocket Power, entitled It Came from Planet Merv. It's from Season 2, Episode 10A, originally aired March 7th, 2001. And in this one, after Sam gives Twister a comic book, Twister convinces Otto and himself that Merv is an alien. Their, their neighbor? Is that what he is? Yeah, that just, he's just like the old grumpy yeah. neighbor with the unnecessarily friendly wife. They're an odd couple. Um, <laughs> but we all knew neighbors clarify. like that, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this one's also not, strictly speaking, a Halloween episode. Right. It was on the Halloween figured, DVD. Yes, it was, it was on the Halloween DVD, and, you know, it's spooky. It's within theme. And we also haven't had a Rocket Power episode in a decent while, so I figured, you know, a reason for us to get back into this. I'm all for it. Yeah, I am a big Rocket Power fan. I liked it more when I was a kid than I do now, but, you know, Twister's a great character, and it's awesome to have an episode that focuses on him. I think he's the most, like, chill of the gang. You know, Sam is kind of obsessed with, like, not appearing as a geek, you know, and failing at that. And Otto and Reggie are Otto and Reggie. They're trying so hard to be cool. Like, oh man, it's rough. And Twister just kind of is his genuine self most of the time. Yeah, you know, part of me, and I, I don't want to be too rude, I think he might just not be smart enough to care. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, that is. But he's not like a dumb character. Like, Nick has no. some, like, dumb characters where all they do is exist to be stupid. And Twister is, I think, just naive. I think that that's true. That's a better it's a better word for it. I guess But he can be dumb. I mean you know, he's he's very anti school, I guess. Right. Very anti traditional intelligence, right. I suppose. Well, I don't want to say he's not smart, right. but and so much so that when Sam is reading a comic and they're all kinda of razzing him for it. Twister's like, why would you be reading like outside of school? Why wouldn't you go do something fun? And Sam says, reading is fun, Twist. And just with total genuine, like, shock and awe, he goes, it is? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's gold. It really is. And, you know, to, to his credit, though, he does, he does give reading a shot afterwards. He, he ends up reading this, this comic book about aliens and you know it, it reminded me of that spongebob episode where spongebob stays up late watching the robot movie and then starts becoming convinced that crabs is a robot that's kind of what happens here is that twister stays up late reading this alien comic book and is then convinced that merv is an alien totally yeah that absolutely is relevant here i also thought of squidward's ghost the you know, just the sort of them, the misunderstanding leading to a character thinking that something supernatural is happening, but really it just straight up isn't. Yes. And, you know, it's, it just very quickly gets very out of hand and he overhears him saying all of these things that could be, you know, relevant to him being an alien, I suppose. But yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Just, and, you know, we do get, in sort of the same way as Squidward's ghost. At the very end, Merv commits to it the same way that Squidward commits to being a ghost. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, that's such a cute moment. And I think Merv is a softy deep down, even though he can be sort of a get-off-my-lawn type. Yeah, I don't think he dislikes them. I think he's just... They exhaust him. Which, to be fair, if all of them were my neighbors, I would probably have my moments, too. 
Yeah, that's true. They sure are some punks, even if they do have good <laughs> hearts. But, yeah, but basically the the whole thing of the story is just people, you know, the rest of the kids keep going into the house other than Twister and um, Otto, right? Those are the two that yeah, are yeah. chilling out. And the others go in and you know, things like they take their shoes off and so then they just see the shoes and they're convinced that they're gone for good. And they put on their, like, hockey gear as though it's, like, armor and they act like they're about to go into a battle and it's gold. Like, they're just, they're getting pumped up. There's a solid montage music. It's it's great. Totally. Yeah, and we, yeah, the montage is amazing. <laughs> the hockey gear. Um, yeah, I mean, it's ultimately just kids being kids, or as Timmy Turner would say, kids just being kids from our favorite musical of all time. Don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's pretty unfounded. Like, he just got scared. There's really very little factual sort of evidence of this. We'll have some interesting conversation in the next episode where there actually is some reason for the people who are scared to be scared because it looks like crazy stuff is happening yeah this one's a little little less founded but you know his imagination got a little carried away from him and i think we all had those moments as kids too where something scared us unnecessarily like you know being afraid of the dark and things like that like it's not it's not that there's anything to prove to me that the dark has monsters in it but yeah you best believe i'm not going down in the basement alone at night you know? Absolutely. Um, I don't think I have much else to add. I Like I said, I did love the moment where at the end he commits and he kind of buys into it and he's like, oh, he, he says something along the lines of like, oh, I, I'm i not invading or my invasion isn't until next week, something right, like that. Right, my people or something like that. It was yeah. cute. And they're kind of like, uh, is he joking sort of thing. And I like to the, um, the animation kind of stylistically changed for like the last frame where it shows him looking like an alien and them looking like they're in not exactly apocalyptic but you know like in an actual terrifying place and i just thought it was fun definitely it was was. definitely for me kind of brought in the the spirit of halloween totally um i think that's all i've got yeah same with me all right let's move on to our third and final episode Our third and final episode is from Hey Arnold. It is called, appropriately, Arnold's Halloween. It's from Season 2, Episode 7, and it originally aired on October 27th, 1997. So that was 20 years ago, from the day this is released. Hey, what do you know? That's pretty nuts. Um, Makes sense, given the Halloween theme, but uh, to the day, and to the 20, you know? Yeah. Happy 20th birthday. In this one, the whole city mistakes a Halloween prank set up by Arnold and Gerald as an actual alien invasion. And boy, is it something. Yes, it is. This was a really fun episode. This is actually one of my favorite Hey Arnold episodes we've watched. Yeah, I I really got into this. And it, it's been a decent while since we've touched Hey Arnold. I definitely think... You know, it's about time for us to get re-hyped up with the Jungle movie coming up 
fairly soon. Um, super hyped up for that, but I think this is one of the episodes that shows why we love it how we do. It's it's a lot of fun. We get a lot of sort of interesting dynamics going here, too. Um, one, we get... I just... I love any time the borders get in these petty fights. Um, they're trying to decide between Mr. Wynn and... Is it... Ernie? Ernie? Is, is that the two? Yeah. Who gets to be Frankenstein? Because apparently that's a whole whole big thing and I just I love I love them being ridiculous and they're setting up this party and they're having arguments about like who sets up what and who can do what and it's just very them and I just I love their personalities and their bickering totally no the the, the tenants are so great and this episode really does a good job in a way that the movie kind of failed at in my opinion of showing Hillwood as a community you know, it felt a little forced in the movie, but in this one, it, we really see all sides of the town. Um, from the kids, who... It's it's such a nice reversal to have the kids successfully pranking the adults, and the adults being scared of something that isn't really happening. Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, um, uh, Gerald and Arnold go all out on their pranks. They... Yeah, jeez, they really do. First off, they they don't even tell their entire friend group that they're in on this. They just say, like, oh, you guys should all dress up like a group of aliens. Well, no, actually, first Helga's the one that's like, hey, let's all dress up as aliens. It's going to be super scary because her dad's going on this whole story. Actually, let's backtrack a little bit. Of course, Big Bob believes in aliens, right? Like, firmly, yeah, fiercely. of course he does. There's just... I feel like I already knew that, even though I don't think I've seen this episode. Like, it it makes all the sense in the world. And he has this... Again, this, this story... I love Helga's, like, mouthing the, the words along to it. You know she's heard this about a thousand times. Yeah. And it's... It's just fun. It's just fun stuff. Um, We also get sort of a little bit post this after then Helga's like we're all gonna dress up like aliens she's trying to show her dad her costume and it's another one of those sort of sad moments where you remember one that Helga is just another kid who does sometimes just want attention from her parents and two that her dad just is terrible he's a terrible father Yes, and this one comes back to bite him. If he had only lo the irony here, if he had only looked up to see what Helga was wearing, this the whole town would have, he would have been able to see through the entire ruse that it basically involves Gerald and Arnold shutting down the power to the entire entire city, while this large group of children aliens who look extremely realistic freak everybody out right. so it's just a great one-two punch kind of prank. and to be fair they, they weren't actually going i don't think to set the rest of the lights in the city off they were trying to light up the water tower which i thought was clever you know it's a ufo yeah, shaped sort smart. of thing um and it, it does look like a ufo but you know with the power all going out it does scare the rest of the town and there's also this sort of um there's this radio setup that they've got going on it reminded me a little bit it's different but it reminded me a little bit of when they um took over the radio station for sally's comet did we watch that one yeah on Friday it totally Night did yes we okay, did i thought so 
and that involved all the all the lights going out. Yeah. So it, it. But that was intentional. Yeah, different. Like I said, different, but it did bring a bit of that back for me. Yeah, it did. It did. And the aliens really do look messed up. Like all the kids as aliens, it's pretty yeah. scary. Well, and they they used uh, what was it? They used some kind of latex. What, where where is it? Oh yeah, oh, it's uh, permanent exterior latex. Yep, and then Harold says, because we were going to be outside. And at first I was like, oh, so he didn't want it to run off or anything. And then I went, no, he just saw exterior. Yes. <laughs> He's a brilliant, brilliant kid. And that's oh, another one man. of those moments where, like, yes, it's very dumb, but it's kind of a more subtle dumb. Like, you, you have to think about it, it for a second. It's, it's, it's very great. much a Patrick line, yes. like a classic Patrick line. And, uh, yeah, it's good. So basically, though, yeah, everyone's, everyone's gone crazy. These poor kids, again... Helga and Harold and Phoebe. I, I forget who all's in it, but like mostly everyone minus Arnold, Gerald, and Stinky. Yeah, exactly. Um, are all... And Big Bob even grabs Helga and says, I've got your repulsive little leader. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So good. This is just a great episode. And we have an awesome plot with Grandma Gertie. Oh, she's, I love her. Oh, we it's also not get. It's really a plot. I guess it is. We also get a couple hot seconds of Monkey Man running across the screen. He doesn't yes, really do I'm anything, so glad but I, you caught that. I love the cameos. Totally. It was very smart and very sort of organic. It felt more like a TV movie than a single episode, in a good way. Yeah. There was a lot packed into it. And and I mention this a lot of times, too, when a lot of times when there's these full episodes, and I'll even say it with uh, the Rugrats Halloween one, I didn't feel like it dragged, but like... I felt like, you know, you probably could have accomplished this in half the time you did it in. You know, like, not a whole lot happened there. And it's cute and I liked it. I, I don't want to, you know, trash that. But I will say that they get so much done in just a 30-minute time period. That one, yes, it definitely needed to be a double episode, a full length. And two, I'm impressed that they were able to get it all in. Like, a lot happens. They cover a lot of ground. They really do. It's it's a fantastic episode. And we have this amazing button with Gertie wishing everyone a happy Halloween from the top of the water tower <laughs> cackling. Which that's, you know, if we could all be doing that in our 80s or whatever. Yeah, I, I love her, honestly. I just need to say it. She's, she's the best. This was definitely my favorite of the three. It does not come even close to the day the world got really screwed up, but nothing really can. Um, That's right. We're at the one year anniversary yes. of that, aren't we? That changed my life. I that episode. absolutely need to watch it again. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if you weren't listening to us last year, uh, watch that episode. If you watch zero of the other episodes we've talked about on FNN, that one's especially at this time of year. It's a classic. It's so well done. I just yeah. absolutely loved it. Do you want to watch? Uh, do you want to watch it on Halloween? You know what? I'm ten thousand percent down. Great, just, let's do just it. Just for the That'll heck of be it. Fun. Awesome. It will def- It'll feel right. You know. Absolutely, and it's so good. It's so so good. It it doesn't get old. Okay. All of that being said, I really just loved this episode. Again, it made me excited about the show again. I think it did a good job, too, of being a Halloween episode that was still a Hey Arnold episode. It felt very true to character. Sometimes You're with these right. holiday episodes... that way. You know, like, you lose it sometimes. Sometimes it's like, look, it's Halloween, yeah. it's spooky, and let's just... Let's only focus on that. This one definitely... We see all of the characters. We see the things, like, 
Big Bob being a neglectful piece of garbage, Grant McGurdy being crazy and awesome. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. As did I. One of the best Hey Arnold episodes we've watched. And, like, yeah, that's a great point, that it, it's... It does both. I feel like Bob's Burgers does that very well. They have so many holiday episodes, and they're never about really the holidays. It's always about the family. So this was about the town of Hillwood. It was done very well. We got a lot of characters, a lot of screen time. Awesome episode. Let's move on to trivia. All right, guys, it's time for another round of trivia where I can't lose. Well, I mean, I can... I can get it wrong but anyways current standings Casey with seven me with ten I'm ahead and there's nothing he could do to stop me this week that is factually correct (laughs) but uh I am gonna try to break your spirit this week so so here we go my trivia question is so we never see the Rugrats babies in other Halloween costumes that I could find until all grown up but I didn't count that However, Tommy is mentioned having worn another Halloween costume on some other year, I guess. Maybe when he was zero instead of one. Uh, What costume did he wear? Again, it was only mentioned. I know this is a tough question, but uh, I think... The Wait, one I'm just checking. It, was this mentioned in this episode that we just watched? or It mentioned? was not. It was in a different okay. episode. No, I was, just, I was just checking for me to... Right know where to dig my memory from yeah the episode was called the trial if you've seen that one um so here are the options was tommy dressed as a pumpkin a bunny rabbit a sunflower or a baby elephant all really adorable i was gonna say i want to i want to see him either way Uh i feel like you put pumpkin in there to throw me because the rest of those aren't halloween-ish but it also i could be super wrong on that Hmm. Um, a bunny would be such a, these would be weird. All of these would be weird. You know what? I'm just going to go with the elephant. I have no, just elephant. Wrong. 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 Finally. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bunny rabbit. I just thought it was a cute question. I know it was kind of a guessing one. No, it's fine. That's fine. Like, it's kind of fun to picture him picture him in all of them. I can't even picture how a baby's bunny rabbit costume would even look. But I was a pumpkin when I was one, so that's Aww, why I put that in there. That's cute. <laughs> I was going to say, it just seemed, it seemed too generically Halloween next to the other one, so I... Right. Dang. An elephant? I was like, I was like why, would you, why would you come up with an elephant? That's probably it. Well, <laughs> now, there you go. Casey finally has a chance to shorten the lead let's see if he gets it um mine's a little bit easier but still costume related uh we see the jolly ollie man what is he dressed as is it a werewolf a skeleton a devil or a vampire he's shown it a couple of times so it's you might remember it it's in this episode to clarify as well he's at the party which i also thought was a little weird i didn't think the borders got along with him but he's there give me the options again Werewolf, skeleton, devil, vampire. Werewolf. Final Wrong. answer. Wrong. Wrong. Sorry, Casey. Looks like looks like we're staying where we uh, are. He's a skeleton, okay. and uh, okay. it, it really suits his lanky body. I'm not gonna that's lie. That's true. Okay, that's fair. I probably should have reasoned that, but uh, that's okay. I'm not feeling as salty about this one. I'll mark time for another week, but. Oh man, I need a win. I need to advance. I need 
I need you to get one wrong and me to get one right, but uh, might not be in the cards. We'll see. All right, well, let's move on to our conclusion with our fun fact Twitter poll and a preview for next week. Our fun fact this week is actually related to this specific Halloween Hey Arnold episode. It was a parody of the panic that was caused by Orson Welles' adaptation of The War of the Worlds, which was actually broadcast on the radio, and some people thought it was a real uh, alien invasion. Such a fascinating story. And the book had been around like dec a few decades before the radio broadcast. I That was going to be my trivia, and then I accidentally copied and pasted it into <laughs> the... Uh, description box that we use so uh kind of blew it there but you still got it wrong so <laughs> but super interesting yeah and you know i i do know there's a lot of sort of fun little um parodies within hey arnold and i think i think they do a good job of parodying without it being again this is still a hey arnold episode so i thought i thought they right. did a good job sort of a nod to this whole this whole panic caused but it's not that the episode isn't, let's be a parody of the War of the Worlds, you know, panic. Right, so, right. anyways. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the coming Twitter poll. I guess it kind of does, but I'm thinking about spooky shows. And if you're listening to this right now on Friday the 27th, I'm glad, but, like, why aren't you watching Stranger Things right now, <laughs> you know? Like, why are you listening about Halloween episodes when there's fresh new content, you know? That's all I'm saying. I'm so pumped I'm about it, I'm unnecessarily pumped. I have, uh, like, no Halloween plans for this weekend. I think I might just stay in, make some hot chocolate, sip on it, watch Stranger Things all day, oh, all night. Oh, that sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. I can maybe do that Saturday. I believe in you. Uh, oh, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, like, budgeting Odyssey and Stranger Things time into the next too many, week. Too many good things happening all at once. <laughs> What a problem. What a problem. But our Twitter poll for this week is which Nicktoon is the spookiest? Is it Ah Real Monsters, Ren and Stimpy, or Invader Zim? All pretty terrifying, all for different reasons. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I think, honestly, valid reasons for all of them. I say that most times that we have these polls, but, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think depending on where your heart lies with spooky and what kind of spookiness really gets to you there's there's reasons that each of these could be the scariest for you so interested yeah, to it depends on your definition of spooky right there's a there's a lot of different flavors of spooky and i think each of those three shows is a very different subset of it um our preview for next week we decided to do a cat scratch special we love having specials on different shows we know cat scratch has a total of not very many episodes and we're going to have talked about a very large percentage of the show on Friday Night Nicktoons. But we can't help it. We love it. We wish it would have gone on longer, and we felt like it was about time we featured it one more time. Totally. Yeah, I'm very excited to dive back into our uh, regular favorite weird Nicktoon that didn't really take off. We included it in our, again, I'm going to say it again, severely underviewed and underrated uh, Nicktoon what what do you medley. What, what, medley yeah there it is our nicktoon medley arrangement because it was a lot of fun maybe i'll pin it can i pin two tweets i think you can only pin one try it well we need our th we need our list at the top we'll see maybe i'll just retweet it like every day honestly 
still love it though. I listen to it every now and yeah. then, and it's great. But we had Cat Scratch, and it was fun. Um, it's a great theme song of a great show, so that that'll be really fun. And this was great to revisit some Halloween episodes. I will say, overall, I don't think they were as strong as last year's, but the Hey Arnold one was really great. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. Still, still put me in the in the mood, put me in the spirit, but I do have to rewatch that Angry Beavers one this year. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.